So today we'll be talking about the miracle of the leper, and it is the sixth Sunday of the miracles of Jesus, and uh, we can all attest to the fact that this has been awesome. It has been a great experience so far. The first five lessons that we have seen, first from Pastor Nick, we have seen Jason, uh, Kev, and Phil, and, and then today myself, and I'm hoping that I can add a new layer by the power of the Holy Spirit to, to the teaching today. But what, one of the things that struck me as I prepared for this message was the generation we find ourselves in right now is, is an instant generation. How many of you agree with me that we're an instant generation? We're like instant coffee, <laughs> don't we? And, and uh, other, other things we like to have done instantly is when you order things online. You want them to arrive on the same day, don't you? Uh, sometimes we, we, we're like, oh, next day delivery, you know, and it comes in, oh, wow, it takes so long. And the one that baffles me the most is when you, you stand in front of your microwave and you're like, really? Does, does it really take so long to, to work? You know, you, you get that thing out of your freezer, which you should have put in the fridge to thaw overnight, and you stick it in the microwave and you're like, you know, it's taking so long. We like things to be done in an instant. And I know right now, we don't have trouble connecting to the internet, do we? We are in the generation of facial recognition, you know, and then your phone comes on and you connect to the internet very easily. Back in the day, we had a way of connecting to the internet. You know, it was called dial-up internet. When people were patient, let's have a listen to how we connected to the internet. finally connected. <laughs> but no, we don't see that anymore. But, but I mean, now we just put your phone on and then you're connected to the internet. Sometimes you, con you, you complain, oh, the Wi-Fi is slow. You know? So, so interesting. You know, we are an instant generation now. And perhaps we are the sort of generation that God can work with. Because we don't have any problems with uh, miraculous things happening. Because we sometimes believe and expect the unimaginable in some instances. So why can't we connect with Jesus, uh, who is able to do the unimaginable? Brings, it reminds me of a story. I, I, I work as a GP, and you can imagine that uh, I will have chronicles, stories of encounters that I've had. And my fellow colleagues in the house will understand that one of my encounters... Uh, goes as follows. But you know, we're in 2023, so I, I use my pronouns reasonably well. So I do not want to expose the sex or the gender of the person I spoke with. Okay, so I'll be saying he and she interchangeably. So um, I had a patient who was unwell, and I prescribed uh, medication. I said, you're meant to use this for a number of days. This is what I expect after a set number of days at the end of the course of the medication. Your symptoms should um, hopefully get better. If you're not better after X number of days, please return. If it's urgent, make sure you contact 
111 or 999. If it's over the weekend, please do not call the surgery. You know what to do. And I felt really good with myself, with my safety netting, as we call it in general practice. And the next day, guess what? I had that patient's name on my list. And I was like, oh my. The doctor does not like to see the same patient the next day. It only means one thing, that things didn't work out well the first time. And so this conversation, paraphrased by me, went like this. I was told sternly that the medication I prescribed yesterday did not work, or it's not working. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Are your symptoms, are your symptoms worse, or do you have any new complaints? He, she said, no. And this is me saying, so why have you said it's not working? He, she said, I took one capsule, and I felt no different, so I chose to bean the medication. All right, so I said, okay. I said, you do appreciate that it's a course of treatment, isn't it? And it would only take a few days. And I was like, no, I didn't realize that. I expected to be completely better after the first capsule. <laughs> ah, right. All right, I was also shocked and bewildered. And I said, what you were expecting is a miracle. These capsules don't provide miracles. I said, could you restart them, please? And he, she said, sorry, doc, I've been them. Could you send me another? There goes my antibiotic prescribing matrix, isn't it? <laughs> For us, that might seem rather funny uh, and interesting, but it puts two things together, that we belong to a generation where we expect the instantaneous. Although the instantaneous and the miraculous are not always interchangeable, but perhaps there is something about us that is fitting for Jesus to intervene in our lives because we're ready to pay a premium to get something faster and better. But do we recognize that there is also some connection that we can have with Jesus because of that attitude that we are ready to receive something quick or we're ready to receive something in a certain way because our hearts are prepared for the unexpected? I'd like to invite us today, if you do not have the opportunity, to follow the reading on our YouTube app. I'm sure that you can connect, as you already know. I believe there is a QR code behind me. Um, and I also believe that you can go to the YouTube app and there is the events section. Uh, you can follow and make your notes that way. Uh, Jen has read that scripture for us today very beautifully. And there was something that struck me about the encounter between Jesus and the leper. And it was that he asked God, he asked Jesus, are you willing? And that brings me to the topic of today is about the willingness of God. When we talk about willingness, it suggests that there is a readiness, a preparedness to do something. Anything contrary to willingness suggests reluctance or hesitation to complete a task. You and I agree that once in a while, if you want to partner with someone or you come in contact with someone and they are willing to be involved in your task, it's as good as done because you're confident that, oh, they are willing to help. So that means that we're going to achieve this task. But what is willingness without ability? That's a question. Once in a while, Pastor Nick does send out a message to men, and he asks for men to come in to come and do some work to move heavy equipment or to move chairs uh, around to help him with some work in church. 
I can just imagine the priceless look on Pastor Nick's face if on one of those days he has a 50-strong group of nursery-aged boys turning up representing their uncles and dads, some of them toddling in and some with their water bottles and some with their lunch packs. And they say, Pastor, we're ready. <laughs> They're definitely willing, but what's lacking is that they do not have the ability we are scarcely in doubt of God's ability. We are always certain that God is able because we know that he's the one who created the universe and all that is in it. Most of us in this room definitely do not agree that we are products of a big bang. We know that our God is the creator of heaven and earth. But the leper walked up to God, understanding Jesus' ability, but was in doubt about Jesus' willingness. And he had to ask, are you willing? And Jesus said, putting his hands on him, I am willing, be clean. The, the main thing for us tonight is to understand the context in which this message was preached or in which this passage was written is that Jesus lived in the time of the Old Testament. So it was under the time of the law. And in order to understand what was going on here, the leper is described as someone with a serious skin disease. And the Bible in Leviticus chapter 13 actually breaks down what someone with serious skin disease has to undergo. Le Leviticus 13 verse 45 and 46, and I'll read. It says, the person who has a case of serious skin disease is to have his clothes torn and his hair hanging loose, and he must cover his mouth and cry out, unclean, unclean. He will remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He must live in a place outside the camp. So the leper must have lived outside the camp as instructed by the law. So he did not live in the city. However, thankfully, Jesus also had a habit of going outside the camp. It was our understanding that Jesus drew crowds because when he went outside the camp, he went perhaps on the mountain to pray. And there are several events in the Bible that we understand that Jesus went up the mountain to pray. He came down the mountain and there were crowds waiting for him. For example, remember the story of the Jesus going on the Mount of Transfiguration with his disciples. We also know the story of uh, the feeding of the 5,000 or the Sermon on the Mount. So it was obvious that Jesus had a habit of going up the mountain outside the city. And at the same time, the leper was consigned to outside the camp or outside the city. So he must have, you know, seen Jesus quite a few times coming out of town, going up the mountain perhaps to pray. And he must have wondered, oh, that's that prophet. And he must have seen Jesus as well heal a few people. And he must have wondered, could, I have, could this be me? Could my life be turned around just like these other people? But also limited by the fact that he was a leper he was not allowed to mingle. He was not allowed to get close. And he's seen himself getting healed, but not seeing himself, being able to take that step to meet the healer. I wonder if his encounter with Jesus was planned, or was it just an accident? Because he was meant to have himself, you know, displayed in such a way that everyone knew that a leper was coming close. He was meant to shout out loud, unclean, unclean. But scripture says that he went close to Jesus. That means he must have mingled in the crowd. 
the risk of doing this was that people could have recognized, oh, that's a leper. Let us stone him to death because he's going to make us all unclean. But this man was bold. You can imagine he took a step that was unexpected. He just, perhaps very much like the, the, the lady who had the issue of blood, she proposed in her heart that I'm going to go and meet this man who is going to turn my life around. And so many events seem to have come together on that day for the leper. The same way it's probably come together for you today. How you may have got out of bed or where you may have been yesterday. And the events that have led to your coming to this place today also suggest that quite similar things may have happened to the leper on that day when he had this miraculous encounter. And I just want to let us know today that all things, absolutely all things, work together for your good. The same way they worked together for the good of the leper as he approached Jesus on that day. Every event, even his preparation, even those that happened by accident, had been set up by God so that he will, he will encounter the miraculous and all-willing Jesus that was going to turn his life around. But when he walked up to Jesus, he must have been, am I qualified to get healed? Am I qualified to do what I'm about to do? To walk towards the most high God that he's, that, that's present in the flesh and ask to be healed when I, am meant to, when I am meant to be standing far away from people and not defile them. Does this in any way reflect our inadequacies when we come to seek God? Do we wonder, oh, I don't think I've done a few things right. Maybe I'm not the right state or I'm not in the right position to seek God or to ask for healing. But do you know what? God is willing. God is willing. And God did not say to the leper, oh, you unclean. Don't come close. You have just defiled the crowd. He put his hand on his shoulder and he said, I am willing. Be clean. I want us to go into my first point today, which I've tried to build up until now. And it is that you will purpose in your hearts that our high priest is not only able, but he is willing. Just like a leper, we have to purpose in our hearts that the, that the Lord that we seek is not only able, but he is willing. If we dwell further in the context of the encounter with the leper, this is what Jesus said to him after he was healed. He said, see that you do not tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now, he was allowed to go and pre present himself to the high priest. The high priest will examine him. The high priest will then determine if he was clean or not. And the job of the high priest pretty much was to categorize people into clean or not clean. And then there was a ceremony which is detailed in Leviticus chapter 14. When you've got some time, go read it. It is quite a read about all the things that the leper must do to get purified and accepted back into the community. But you know what, some The high priest did absolutely nothing towards the lepers becoming clean. All they had to do was categorize. Are you clean? Are you not? Outside the camp, you're welcome back into the city. But our high priest makes us clean. Our high priest does not categorize us or put us into boxes. You know, 
in, the, in this life, we find ourselves, uh, we, we find out that we are all categorized. Too tall, too tall, too dark, too handsome. Too do tall, dark, but not quite handsome. You're too pale. No, mm. your makeup's not very good. Oh, you're not, you're not tall enough. Oh, yeah. Why am I dwelling so much on height? <laughs> or you don't belong to the right race. You're not from the right country. And this, the, the, the beautiful thing about BCC is that it's a melting pot of countries, isn't it? Everyone here is accepted. And it's clear from the story of the leper that the high priest of our new covenant is a high priest that accepts and does not categorize. He does not put you in a box, neither does he put you in a restricted location or a restricted position where there is a glass ceiling that prevents you from achieving your best. So if you're going to seek a miracle from the Almighty, understand that you are not restricted. You're not in a category that cannot accept or receive healing. God has said, I'm not categorizing you. I'm not going to send you out to the camp outside, but I'm accepting you into the mainstream. Just think for a minute how much the leper must have endured the fact that he could not have a job, he could not take his kids to school, he could not walk his, wife, his daughter up the aisle or down the aisle, whichever way it is, when she, was getting, when she was going to get married. He couldn't afford anything of his own. He required, he required to, or he depended entirely on the benevolence or the goodwill of others because he had been categorized. What category have you found yourself in today that's preventing you from seeking the miraculous turnaround that Jesus Christ is able to give because our high priest does not put us into boxes, like I said earlier. He's come to clean you. He's come to turn your situation around. It may not necessarily be healing, but it might be a situation that you feel restricted and limited. And I want to go to my second point based on that, which says, do not be limited by societal expectations or categories that you have been put in because the leper was bold enough to break out of the category that he had been placed in for all his life and ready to seek something new. And he walked up to Jesus and he said, are you willing? And our first point was clear that our God is able and he is willing. Our second point does say that do not be limited by societal expectations or categories that you have been put in. But the main difficulty we have is that we doubt that God is willing in our situation. And it takes me to Jeremiah chapter 28, 29, verse 11. This is where we know what God's will is. He says, for I, I know the plans that I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for disaster. Plan to give you a future and a hope. You will call to me and come and pray to me and I will listen. You will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all your heart, I will be found by you. This is the Lord's declaration. God's will is for your good. If what you're going through is not good, then turn to God's will because God's will is for your good. I've got this story again. I told you I've got chronicles, haven't I? I woke, up, I woke up one morning with a stiff neck, you know. You know the stiff neck you have that you can't turn your head, but you have to turn your body, you know. 
And being that I had to go to work, I thought, stay at home, go to work, you know. I couldn't afford to stay at home because of the consequences of not going to work means many canceled appointments. And we all know how annoying that can be. So I went to work and, you know, just managed to get myself better, knowing what I could do to get myself better in a few days. And interestingly, what did I get? One of my patients also had a stiff neck. <laughs> so going through the call, as he, she began to describe her symptoms, I was practically completing his and her sentences. And he, she said, doctor, seems like you're here with me. I said, I know, actually, I have a stiff neck myself. <laughs> I proceeded to explain, you know, what to do to get the stiff neck better. And that leads me to my next passage of scripture. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we might receive mercy and find grace to help in our times of need. Our high priest does not categorize. Our high priest heals. Our high priest feels our pain. Our high priest has been touched by what touches us. Our high priest knows the situation that you're in. And guess what he says? My will is for your good. I have been through what you have been through. And my will is that you will have a future and a hope. My will is that I will turn it around. I am not going to label you based on where you found yourself, but I'm going to give you the open doors to where I know you can go and what you can become. Hebrews 4.16, I will emphasize this. It says, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we might receive mercy and find grace in our times of need. I'll repeat Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we might receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. We can mirror that with what the, lep the leper did. Right away, it says, a man with leprosy came up and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, make me clean. Right away. It says, right away. We are going to approach God with confidence and with reverence. Just like the leper did. He says, come with confidence that you might receive grace and mercy. And the leper came to Jesus with confidence because scripture reports that it was right away. Is today your right away opportunity? Our three points. Purpose in your heart, knowing that our high priest is not only able, but he is willing. We are not limited by our societal, by societal expectations and categories. And we are going to approach God with confidence and with 
reverence. Please, can I have the praise team, worship team? Thank you. This is the confidence we have before him. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15 says, If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. Can I read that again? This is the confidence. Confidence. Confidence suggests that you are certain. When you approach God with confidence and reverence, you're not leaving without what you came for. It says, this is the confidence we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. Today we are confronted with unmet needs. Do we continue to wonder about the unwillingness of God? Or are we certain that we have got a willing God? May I conclude today that I know that I have a willing and an able God. And he has said that is it towards your well-being? The message for you today is that God is willing and he's able. Does it secure your future and does it give you hope? God's message to you today is, I am willing and I am able. We're going to prepare ourselves to move away from a circumstance-dominated life to a circumstance-dominating life. Because we have the God who is able, who is willing, who is prepared, and is waiting for you to make that bold move with confidence and with reverence. Let's shut our eyes.